Hey everyone, welcome back to Do Better. We're your hosts, Margaret Hunter and Carrie Ann. Um, and sorry we've been gone for so long. Um, it's been two months. Me and Maggie haven't recorded an episode in so long that we've been sitting on the floor for the past 10 minutes trying to figure out what to talk about because we've been stunted. Yeah, but we're, we're like, we're a wee bit nervous. We're gonna wing this one, love. We're super shy. Yeah. Just shy, quirky girls. Yeah, we're recording a little podcast. We did, okay, I think a good note to start off on is that we're back at our fourth semester at the university. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we are taking this course right now together (laughs) called Creating in Creative Groups. Yes. Which is taught by two esteemed members of faculty, one in the theater department, (laughs) one in philosophy. And um, yesterday, during our class, we told them about this podcast and at least one of them subscribed she wrote it down on her notebook she said what's it called i said do better she's like how do you spell that i'm like it's the french do d-e-u-x she wrote it down on a new page of her notebook on the top yeah says i love podcasts i'll check it out (laughs) she's like what do you i'm like oh yeah we talk about like celebrities our lives politics (laughs) yeah yeah we're very good stuff it's like wide-ranged we're very versatile. Yeah, it's interesting that, um, uh, you know, a professor <laughs> is going to be listening to this shit show now. <laughs> but it's also, an, I think it's entertaining. People have told us it's entertaining. Yeah. The visual of just, like, her, like, dr- like dropping her kids off at school or something and, like, do better on the, the car stereo <laughs> yeah. is so funny. But, yeah, we're yeah. growing, guys. We're growing our fan base. <laughs> we, we finally figured out how to access analytics. Um, which was super cool. Super helpful. Yeah, nice to know where we're going, if we're going anywhere. And if we're not, <laughs> it's for fun anyways, so whatever. Yeah, no, thank you to our loyal fan base. Yeah. Shout out to Zoe. Hope Zoe Bath Wilson. is good. Shout out to Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice seeing you the other night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot. I don't know if a lot has happened since December. I mean, I guess... But it's also been only like a month of the semester, so yeah. I think the good the good thing is that last semester, um, I was in kind of a, a catatonic state for a while and didn't go to classes. And this time, I'm liking them, so that's cool. That's an improvement. Yeah, I haven't. We haven't skipped a class really in terms of just like to lie in bed. Yeah. Like if you do skip classes, because you have to do additional work. Yes, yeah, very so you're true. Making up for it. And yeah, I didn't skip class. It's a cycle because I was like, last semester I didn't go to class, but I was sad. And then this semester, I was like, oh, I feel so good when I finish class. So I was like, why did I just do this from the beginning? Like <laughs> yeah. a little idiot. Yeah, agreed. I'm kind of in the same place. Um, that's cool. Anyways, I feel like this is boring so far. So Yeah, so we'll talk about. So, oh, both of our parents were here this weekend. Yeah. So Maggie's mom, Becca, was here. My dad, Sonny, was here. We had a lovely dinner. We played all cards. of us and a few homies. Yeah, we <laughs> we played cards against humanity, humanity with our parents. That was real interesting, but it wasn't awkward. Actually. No, we were just like trying to get our appetizers, and yeah, it was with three of our friends. It was a really cute, cute time. Yeah, my my family hasn't been in like the best spot. So my mom, because she's like us, went to a fortune teller. <laughs> Like <laughs> she went to a fortune teller and got it like a consultation of every member of our family. And freaky enough, call back to the previous episodes, 
But there's some overlap in regards to what the psychic in Pennsylvania said, who we thought was bullshit. Or I thought was bullshit. Mine was definitely Yours bullshit. Was Yours seemed to have a bit more truth. Yeah. So my mom was like, oh, like, he was like, oh, is she in med school? Is she pre-med? And my mom was like, no, my daughter is no way in hell is she pre-med. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, she would make a very, very good doctor. Like, she'd do very well in the medical field. In Pennsylvania, like, four months ago, this woman was like, are you a STEM major? I said, no, I can't do fractions. Like, I don't do math. <laughs> she was like, well, I think you do very well in the medical field. I was, And then so when my dad told me this, I started freaking out. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is so weird. And then what the psychic said, I mentioned earlier, like, someone in my family is going to have minor operation or whatever. My uncle last week got surgery on his arm because he broke it or something. I was like, this is too much right now. I was like, this is way, <laughs> it's creepy. I, I, my, my parents are like, you're not supposed to tell people your fortunes because it's private. And so I'm not, I can't <laughs> say everything. But that was just like a really weird detail of like, oh, like she'd do very well in the medical field. I was like, um, that's two for two now. That's weird. Me as a surgeon, like, can you imagine? In like 12 years. Again, it's the Meredith and Christina dynamic. <laughs> Although I don't think anyone would ever think of me as a surgeon. No, but you're very Meredith Grey. Like you were so Meredith Grey. I don't even like watch the know show extensively. Means. Is that a good thing? Yeah, like she. The whole joke in the show is that she has all these revelations that come up. Like, oh my mom. Like she has like her mom, and then like her sister she didn't know about from her father that left her, and then like oh, that sounds. Like it was all this stuff, and she had another <laughs> half sister later in the show. So like the inside joke is like oh meredith is dark and twisty but she doesn't seem dark and twisty so that's kind of the theme of the show for her you know that's kind of what the psychic said about me though Mm -hmm. she took one look at me and was like "Ooh, there's some energy there you're very meredith gray okay like very much so if you ever like decide to watch the show extensively to like the fifth season or fourth i think you'd be like yeah no i do think i'll give it a shot because i'm i'm running out of tv that is interesting to me at this point (laughs) i've been watching dickinson lately but that was mainly because like i don't know it's kind of a weird show i like it though but then um wiz khalifa showed up as death and i was like this is the best fucking thing i've ever seen like i don't know so i do need a new watch once that's done so maybe i'll try gray's anatomy taylor swift named a cat after meredith so that's cool there's reasonings behind it yeah but yeah, Grey's Anatomy is definitely, like, it, the fact that it's been on for so many years. Shonda just won't stop. No, she won't let it go. Like, the grip this show has on society. Like, who is watching Grey's Anatomy? We were saying who the is show, airing, like, the show came out airings. in 2005, which means that it has almost outlived us. Yeah. Like, we, weren't, we were 2002. <laughs> that's only it's three years. Like We were literally three when it came out. And it's still kicking. Yeah. Now we're in college. And everyone's died and come back to life, and there have been plane crashes <laughs> and terrorist attacks. There's been so many characters who died. They had an episode showing Meredith in heaven, which is on this beach, <laughs> and it was all the doctors who had died on the show who came back Derek for a cameo. Show? Yeah, I watched. Derek I did watch up. Derek's death episode, and that was yeah. very. Um, I was very distraught. It, like, made no sense. It was so out of nowhere. Completely out of pocket. He just got hit by a car, and they're like, bye, Derek. And then it was yeah, later revealed it. the man who killed, un- unintentionally killed Derek, was also a doctor. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Shonda! Lore of the Grey's Anatomy universe. I think I need to get into it. Did you watch? Oh, do you know Mark Salone? So he's the plastic surgeon on the show. He's played by the guy who plays Cal Jacobs in Euphoria. Oh! Okay. So he also came back in the death episode of, like, all the characters who were dead and were speaking to oh. Meredith. So they got him back. They had her there sister who died, came back in a plane crash, because, of course, they're in a plane crash. You know how they got in the plane crash, though? They're on a plane to do, like, an organ transplant, of course. Yeah. And that's how they got sure. a plane crash. Sure, sure. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, Derek Shepard survived a plane crash, but not a car accident. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know Mike's Mike? Yeah. You know the extensive Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liar mm-hmm. series? He, he, someone needs to do it for Grey's Anatomy. He, yeah. It's so insane. Like, the plot lines of this show are not that real. That would be... 50 years long though it was so fun they've had everything under the sun they've had a shooting at the hospital yeah they've had um two people who had a like a pole through them through in a train in a train crash or something i remember that yeah and then the girl was supposed to live but then she died and the guy survived my favorite plot line this is the only one that i can really remember is um when like trigger warning i guess a girl was getting assaulted and she bit the dude's dick oh my god i know that up yeah i just remember meredith walking around with i think that's like season two like it's early early, yeah that's how that shows how long i stuck with the show because i can't remember anything after that but that was my favorite yeah in the pilot they had this girl who i think she was either like a beauty queen and she had a seizure and the whole that was the pilot and she (laughs) showed up at like a late way in the later beach season. episode no no <laughs> in a she's way one of the doctors on the beach <laughs> she became a doctor um she's a heart surgeon no that inspired her. but they brought her back like 14 seasons later as a callback but it wasn't a final season it was just to bring her back for the sake of bringing her back like look at this cute little moment from the pilot but the show is still going yeah i don't like, i don't get how it. many oh, more lives can Meredith? one thing save? i was gonna say though is okay so we need to talk about Cal Jacobs and Euphoria. Because first of all, well, okay. So my dad changed his HBO Max login. So I can't get back in to watch the latest episode, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so um, Euphoria season two, Carrie stopped watching because it was too much. I, I did. I fully respect that. I get it. <laughs> Literally had a clock out. I was However, like, no. I'm so glad that you did see the episode where his wife is like, Cal, put your penis away. He's like, no. No. I am who I am. am. Like, that is, say what you want about the writing in season two. It's bad. It is. Like, (laughs) I don't like it, but that line, oh my God, I wish I could give them an Emmy for that. No, he was just like, I'm lonely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so anyways, just just to segue, Euphoria season two, though, is a fucking trip. I I I'd have to take a deep breath before watching each episode. Yeah, because it was just a lot to handle. I never end up watching it. Like I know that people have like Sunday Euphoria nights. I can't do that though. Like I always end up watching it like Tuesday or Wednesday, because I just can't take that amount of chaos. <laughs> like a Sunday night, I'm winding down. I'm trying to prepare for a week of classes, and I can't watch. Zendaya shooting heroin up her pussy or something like I can't it's just a lot to to watch especially like just seeing Rue become a like just dumping everything like she does not the scene with do you remember the scene with her and Ollie 
she was just like, what are you gonna do? Like hit me? Oh yeah. Like I was like, I'm done. Like yeah. I'm, I, I, this show is, I'm fucked. Like I'm done. I think too that like my biggest issue with it is just that it's shifted and it's really cool, but it's shifted so much to cinematography based, but that means that they've abandoned entire plot lines. There's like the story. Yeah, like, so much of it, and it's it's beautiful, the lighting, the set design, the costuming, like, there are specific frames that are breathtaking. Like, I'm thinking of the one of Sydney Sweeney crying with the roses, roses in the background. Yeah. That is beautiful. I'm what re- does it have to do with I anything? Know. I'm really scared that the show is going to become, like, Game of Thrones, and that Game of Thrones is perfect. Like, the first four seasons are airtight. That is perfect television. There's there's no holes. It's perfect. And five, six, seven, they're all great. And even the final season, the costuming, the acting, cinematography, everything, production, it was perfect. It was just the writing. Yeah. And I'm really worried that with Euphoria, it's going to go down that same route and it's going to tarnish kind of the reputation of the series because no one talks about Game of Thrones anymore and no one cares about it. Yeah. Because of how bad it was, the final season yeah. and the finale. Because the writing fell off. And like, again, those shots are, they're breathtaking, but if you don't have the story element there, like they already announced that they're doing season three of Euphoria. And if you'd told me when season one wrapped that they were going to be renewed for multiple seasons, I would have been psyched. But with this, I'm like, there, there's nothing there. Like it's stale. And I think the issue is that they're literally having a middle-aged white dude writing for high schoolers who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about for the modern day. And he's said before that he wrote it because he wanted to use Rue as a self-insert to talk about his own discoveries with his road to recovery, which I think is great. And Rue's storyline is definitely the strongest. Yeah, I agree. But then, like, what the fuck happened to Cat? Like, no, literally. Like, and, he's uh, abandoning everything yeah, that doesn't pertain to and him. And I feel like the politics of the set influenced the writing mm-hmm. because they abandoned so many storylines from the first season. So the original, like, trio was supposed to be, like, Nate, Rue and Jules like that's very solid in the first mm-hmm. season and they completely kind of abandoned it and they kind of did it with Maddie Cassie and Nate so it's just kind of like what happened to the main shift of the sto- like the set there's so many storylines going but the main yeah. central one was you know like Rue's addiction and it was you know her the- relationship with Jules and Jules and then like Jules main connections were also Rue and Nate like yeah. there was a huge and Nate and his sexuality and his father and Jules and what that represented and they completely <laughs> abandoned it because I remember being like, why are there, like, no... Like, why are they not talking about what Nate did to Jules? Like, yeah. Like, where is this... Like, they had a huge, huge, like, chunks in the first season where it was about Jules and Nate and Rue. And then this season, it's just kind of like they put in Elliot, so kind of, you know, diverged things. Yeah. But I was and like, he's what? hot. I'll take it. But why is he there? I, and And then, like, even furthermore, like, I saw a tweet... That just, it blew my mind that someone actually thought this. It was, like, that that English teacher, the plug thing, mm-hmm. being like, we need a backstory for her. And I'm like, no the fuck we don't. <laughs> Why do I care about her? Sure, she spiced things up a bit, but, like, no, let's stick to the main story. Yeah. That's what made the first season so good. How many backstories are you going to get for every, like, character, like, minor character? Like, everyone's like, I yeah. want a backstory for Faye. I'm like, I don't. I think it's so funny that her character just is that. Like, I don't want to... I'm not really curious about her backstory. I just think that not She's every there. character needs it. It's fine. Yeah, not everyone needs to go into full detail because your job as a writer is to stick with the original intent of the narrative. Yep. And that's been completely abandoned. Yeah, now. don't 
like that's my big thing with writers sometimes that they let the fan base kind of influence the writing Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's for the better and sometimes it's for the worse and in euphoria because the issue is i i'm so sorry to say this but the fan base for euphoria isn't like a whole bunch of super analytical people who have great insights like it's literally just everyone on twitter voicing every thought that they have about every episode yeah like which means that it's not quality criticisms yeah People are like they glor they glamorize drug use. I'm like, the show literally shows you if you have an addiction of how destructive it is on you, yeah. your family, your friends, and just in general for everybody that's involved. Yeah, they wear glitter and they have cool cinematography, but that doesn't mean it's tied to glamorization. Yeah. If you think that's glamorization, it's you interpreting that on your own. Genuinely. <laughs> and thinking that. But just because something looks pretty doesn't mean that's being glamorized yeah. necessarily. That just means that you don't have critical thinking skills. Yeah. To go, oh yeah, she's wearing glitter, but she also just took like six hits of acid. And also, she's Is that like, even drug. Ter- I don't know. She took heroin that. and she's like breaking down doors. Like, oh, like how? I is- totally want to do that because then I can wear a super cool winged eyeshadow. And everyone's like, what about the teenagers or the kids who like misinterpret? I'm like, well, they shouldn't be watching it then. Yeah, it's been so- stated so many times. Like, this is for adults, mature audiences. Like, this is not a show that's for... This is not Riverdale. Like, this is yeah. not... This is not Glee. Like, this is not a teen <laughs> show for kids, really. I think if you're relating to Riverdale, too, that's an issue. Like, the fucking jingle jangle. <laughs> I watched an hour and a half... An hour video analysis on the campiness of Riverdale and how it just gets more and more and more absurd. I can't... There, It must be a parody now. It has to be. Like, there's no... Who's writing that? The amount of p- storylines Riverdale has had that is so absurd. Like, there's a cult in town, and then there's another cult also the there. Fucking Edgar Evernever. Ever- yes. <laughs> that name was thought of by someone on crack. <gasps> Who? Mm, I don't know. Anyways. It's the fact he's played by Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, literally. That's just camp. Like, <laughs> that's... Yeah, that in itself. Like, what? You make that casting choice for a guy named Edgar Evernever, who's the leader of the fucking farm. Yeah. You know what you're doing. (laughs) Just transplanting organs. Okay, wait. So I think it's hot take time. I have my hot take. Um, which is, so everyone's talking about the Kanye West drama, (laughs) Julia Fox, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson. Um, my hot take is... Is it interesting? Yes. Is it also a literal narcissistic asshole emotionally abusing his ex-wife on every platform that he can <laughs> in some weird power trip to try to defame her on an international public stage? Also, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's scary. Like if It's you, terrifying. Like, if Kanye wasn't famous, like, if none of these people were famous, it's just an ex-husband going after his ex-wife and her new partner. Yeah. And it's just, like, think about it. If, what, like, if that was someone, like, we knew, like, downtown, like, it was just, like, a family in Lewisburg. That's terrifying. That's horrifying. And the fact, too, he's, like, leaking her text messages to him that are literally saying things like, please tell your fucking crazy fans not to go after Pete Davidson. I am scared for his safety. And then he's posting that shit on Instagram. Like, don't worry, guys, I'm going to go after him myself. If he weren't Kanye West, what would you think of that? Yeah. If it was just, like, a regular man. Yeah. It just wasn't Kanye. And I get, too, I get that he clearly has a lot of mental health issues. I'm very sympathetic towards that. But this whole media circus that he's creating and that everyone else is continuing to perpetuate 
is fucking terrifying because at the end of the day, like drama aside, it's abuse. He's abusing her in front of everyone and everyone's laughing. Yeah. I think it's, it comes from a place where I think celebrities or famous people are not really seen as people. They're more figures. Mm -hmm. They're more like cutouts. So you don't really register the fact that it's, it doesn't, they don't feel grounded in reality or real life sometimes. So you're like, Oh, like, Pete Davidson is, like, p- making posts about how he, like, doesn't like Pete Davidson and wants people to come after him. As, when you're reading it in a magazine, it's funny. Because it's like, oh, my God, that's so absurd. Like, you're watching a TV show. It doesn't feel like it's impactful or has any implications. But in real life, like, that's literally terrifying. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> and I literally think it's ruined the fact that celebrities are, celebrities are not seen as humans. They're seen as figures or, yeah. like, dolls or cutouts. So that's why everyone's like, oh, like, it's funny. Ha ha ha. And it is kind of funny, but also, like, real talk, it's kind of terrifying. It's like, I'm exposing myself, but did I laugh at the Kanye West edit of, you know, Captain America Civil War? (laughs) Of course I did. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Of course I did. That was funny. But I also, again, I think this goes back to critical thinking skills, where I was also like... Yeah, this is a meme. It's also him literally terrorizing his ex-wife, a woman who he claims to love, and and the mother of his children who he claims to love. Like, imagine if you saw your dad, dad. posting that shit yeah. on Instagram. Like, I, I just, I needed to get that out there because I have not seen nearly enough of that discourse. Like, I've seen everyone being like, oh, he's off his rocker. This is insane. And I'm like... Well, yeah, it's insane, and it's also incredibly harmful and destructive to Kim, to his kids, to women who have gone through relationships like that, who are witnessing the world's reaction to it. It's harmful to the young boys who are growing up who listen to Kanye's music. And I like Kanye's music, too, but it's harmful to people growing up listening to that Mm -hmm. and then looking up his Instagram and seeing that shit and thinking it's normal. Yeah, and it's, I think it literally ties back to this thing of celebrities are not seen as humans, they're seen as characters. Mm -hmm. So when, like, a celebrity, like, either, like, Kanye, he's a good example, I think Britney Spears is another good example, when they go through, like, a breakdown, and listen, everyone has a breakdown, everyone has an edge, like, everyone has gone through a point in their life where they're just either not okay, and they need help, and they're just completely going through something, and they go through and they get over it, and then guess what, you're like, oh, I'm better now. But for them, it's they, they have the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's just they're on a stage, and it's photographed, and it's sold, and it's profited off yeah. of. So, and then that combined with this culture of, you know, like, they're, pe- they're not seen as... People know the celebrities are people. Like, that's a very obvious case. But it's regarding the sense of humanity, I think, of that they have. Because they feel so distant and far and beyond what we are. But yeah. they're still humans like when they're going through a a breakup or an episode or something really dramatic it's like it's entertainment like it's turned into a thing of a a media circus yeah because it it it, i i'm gonna sound so super cliche here but it goes back to capitalism it's the commodification of human trauma in benefit of profit like they're not as you were saying, they're not seen as people. They're a commodity. They're a way to make money. They're a way so that Us Weekly can put out an entire article making fun of this entire situation. Whereas at the end of the day, Kim Kardashian's... Now she's, like, a woman who's trying to raise her children while dealing with this narcissistic abusive ex. 
whose all of this drama is also being played out on an international stage and that's so terrifying yeah like it's entertainment yeah it's not it's not her personal life she doesn't there is no personal life yeah everything in your life is professional by that point yeah because you don't have privacy and public yeah yeah like everyone's like you have a professional side a work like you know a personal side like everyone has those like the privilege of that duality and these people don't everything becomes professional for them everything is a job they're constantly on top of it 24 7 so she I, i like it's just like a lot yeah. It's a lot to handle, I feel like. I think, too, I feel really bad, personally, for Julia Fox. Um, and, of <gasps> course, we have to reference Uncut Jams. Listen, I love her. I <laughs> I love her. People don't like her for some reason. I think she is so funny. She yeah. rocks low-rise leather pants like <laughs> nobody's business. She just go. I think she definitely just goes with the flow of things. Yeah. But I think it's also... What I was going to get at, like, I I do respect her, but I think it's also, quite frankly, really sad. Like, they obviously, a few days ago, broke up, and she posted a statement on Instagram that everyone is making fun of because she was essentially saying, like, like, yeah, I have love for the guy, but I don't love him. Like, I'm not hurt by this. I'm going to bounce back and stuff. But I'm also literally like, okay, so she was in... I don't know, it was, like, two months or something. But so she's in a two-month relationship (laughs) where literally, like, the first week that she starts dating Kanye, he's literally doing a weird auto-tune performance where he's like, Kim, take me back. Like, she's sitting in the audience. Yeah. Like, she's watching that. The entire rest of the two months, they're together. She's also watching him abuse his ex on Instagram. And then they break up, and she's just seen how the media circuit treats Kanye West's ex-wives ex-girlfriends so i don't know maybe she really is like unaffected by it maybe she did bounce back quick maybe she did get that bread get that head then leave i think that's the case i I don't know though i think did she see how he like had a kim kardashian look-alike and went on a date with her yeah like like what like what is it's just this weird it's just like not i don't want to say weird because i feel like that's not the word that captures it it's just very intriguing of just everything that's unraveling you're just like yeah. okay like what is the end point of this yeah like how I is really this gonna end i'm hoping we're recording this right now saturday february 19th at about 3 p.m um i'm very excited for snl tonight i'm sorry to say that because i know that we were just talking about the whole media circuit but i do think it'll be really interesting first of all because poor michael che got dragged into this drama for god knows what <laughs> So I'm excited for Weekend Update. But yeah, I really have no clue how this shit ends. Like, it could be a long, long type of yeah. thing. I just find, like, the our, like culture's fascination with celebrity couples really interesting. Because it's, like, so many things. It's the fact that everyone, you know, by some point in adulthood, had been in, have been in a relationship. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they've been in love or experienced it, experienced heartbreak. That's just human nature. So it's something that's so inherently humanistic. So when that is amplified on someone who you think is a figure or like yeah. not or a cutout, like I said again, because they don't feel human to us. It's so interesting because you're like, oh, my God. In a way, it also kind of humanizes them. Have you like it's a weird thing where like yeah. celebrities have babies and that also kind of human. It's the same thing. It's like with Kylie. Yeah. It's like, it kind of like works towards their favor. Like it makes them seem more human and have more humanity. So yeah. it's like this really interesting thing. And some people either use that as a way 
to like just live their life and they date or like these celebrities will use it to either propel themselves as a form of fascination or they'll like use it to like as a marketing thing or to benefit their image it's it's so crazy like how the whole thing really works with i guess celebrities because the more i it's one of those things where the more i think about it the more you see all the cogs that are in play and Mm -hmm. it's so crazy like the more you think about it because i think celebrity culture is something that you 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 know it your whole life you're born into it you know about it but then once you actually start thinking about it and what really could be happening behind the scenes in terms of you know people who aren't famous and people who are famous it's so weird of like oh my god like these are just like people well and i especially think that it's so interesting to analyze too the fact that it is a kardashian because those women like them or not everyone has very you know different opinions on them based on your own personal beliefs and values but at the end of the day those women have been at the forefront of so much of this shit since like 2008 yeah and they are the ultimate figurehead for celebrity status of like quote unquote being a celebrity for no reason like they have been consistently devalued as celebrities, like businesswomen, and just women in general for so long that it's so interesting to dissect because I think there are so many people who are like, well, it's Kim Kardashian. Like, what else did you expect from her? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, she's also, they were married for a long time. This clearly wasn't some type of gold digging money profit move. She actually cared for this man. And now just because her entire life has been turned into a media circuit, for better or for worse, you're completely devaluing her feelings in this entire situation. And I think it's really sad. I think people, since she, you know, came onto the scene, have criticized her for being a slut, a whore, again, like, famous for no reason. But at the end of the day, she's not only, like, a very smart businesswoman, but she's a human fucking being. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's so sad. Yeah. Well, so I really, what I find really interesting about the Kardashian business model, that's what I'm going to call it, is that they make these products, right? And everyone knows that these products are not high quality. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> like a Kylie eyeshadow palette, it's not going to be pigmented. Like, it's not going to be yeah. it. But for some reason, like, that's how they see on top of this. So what I noticed is that they do this thing where they'll, like, pick a product or, like, a, a, a thing that they're, like, I'm associating with that. So for Chloe, it's Good American with her jeans. With Kim, mm-hmm. it's um, her makeup, all this stuff. Skims is, like, one, one of the notable exceptions, I feel like, out of the Kardashian brands in which it is genuinely something that would work yeah. outside of well, a Kardashian Well, they're literally thing. sponsoring the Olympics, yeah. the U.S. team like, right Like, Skims now. are, like the, like, the only really notable thing. But then even with, like, Poosh, with Courtney and, like, all the Kylie products, it's, like, at the end of the day, these products are not meant to provide what they're intended to be. That's not what they're doing. They're putting their names on labels and things, pushing it out, making money from it, getting networking, getting news, and then they'll move on to the next thing. So it's, like, super fascinating the more you think about it. Because Kylie is, like, the perfect example of this, where she did it with makeup, and now her makeup is not really at the forefront of anything, really. She did it, and then she moved on to, like, swimwear. And then she's moving on to, like, Kylie Baby and then Kylie Skin. Yeah. So it's... Because she doesn't even really talk about Kylie Skin anymore, too. It's more... So it's, like, really fascinating to see, like, what products they push out. And that kind of keeps them at the forefront of 
I guess, relevancy. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I, I think, again, it ties back to the idea of celebrity as figurehead, where they're specifically so successful with selling these products that seem somewhat trivial because they're not actually selling the product. Mm. They're not selling the lip kit. They're selling the notion that if you buy the lip kit, you could potentially attain the lifestyle that they obtain the lifestyle that they have. And people don't like it when that narrative cracks and it's revealed like, yeah, you can sell as many face bronzers as you want, but you can still fall victim to a narcissistic, abusive ex-husband. And I think that's what's most interesting about it, in my opinion, to me, is that they've built their entire brand just literally, it doesn't matter the product that they're selling. At the end of the day, they're selling their image and their lifestyle. Yeah. But this entire situation with drama proves that that lifestyle is still human. They're still women. They're still human beings who are still subject to this type of shit that they have to put up with, with all of these horrible people who are still trying to profit off of them just as much as they're trying to profit off of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely think it's going to be interesting to see where they are in, like, 15 years, especially when their kids grow up. Because Very I've true. had this theory where people hate it. People hate it when you're, like, the Kardashians are, like, the American equivalent of the royal family. But if you really do think about how people view the royal family in terms of the lineages, mm-hmm. because you have the king, right, or the queen. It's like, no, it's like no one cares about the queen's daughter. No one cares about Princess Anne and her daughters. They care about Charles. They care about um, Harry and William because they're the ones that are, like, kind of relevant ones yeah it's a matter of succession so the kardashians can be really interesting because again like we were literally joking about this the other day where we're like oh my god like why did we forget that dream kardashian was one of the kids yeah because when you think of the kardashian kids the first thing you think of is like you think about north you think about stormy and like wolf and baby. so it's really gonna be interesting to see like who is going to be at the forefront of that family of within the kids in, like, 10, 15 years? Because yeah. I think they'll all end up doing different things. But I could also totally see, like, North and Penelope having a reality show, something akin to The Simple Life, of them oh, trying definitely. to be normal people. Or maybe they'll go into other things they want to be down low. But there's so many of them, the grandkids, that, like, at least two of them have to be are going to be, like, I don't want to say the next Kim or the next Kylie, but it's inevitable in Continue a way. Continue the lineage. Yeah, and then they're going to have kids. So it's yeah. going to be, re- they're a dynasty. Yeah, they really we're are. We're at the first generation of it. But, you know, where are they going to be in, like, 15 years, when, in 20, 30, 40 years? Where are the family going to end up? Where are they going to yeah. be? So it's like, it kind of is like the royal family because people, like, I saw a literal YouTube video, like, explaining the Kardashian family tree. And then the video below that was explaining the royal family tree. I was like... There's yeah. a reason people are invested in their yeah. family tree. Like, that's only really because they are kind of the American royal family. And everything they do, people care about. People are so invested for no apparent reason, right? Same thing with the royal family. People are like, why do people care about them? I don't really get it. But then I'll think about it in a different perspective of someone who probably grew up in that culture in yeah. England. Of Like, they are so relevant culturally, you know economically it's same thing with the kardashians yeah well and because when you think about it like people are like well the royal family they're the royal family because of royalty what does that even mean anymore they don't do shit for politics no, i think arist- the aristocrats aristocratic society or whatever <laughs> it's aristocracy. aristocracy i think aristocracies have been kind of substituted with hollywood C- and celebrity 
you know like people only say oh like nepotism no if you are born into a family who has connections to the entertainment industry it does not matter what industry you go into you are probably going to be successful it yeah. doesn't matter if you go into like accounting because you're going to have all the foundations there to go to a good school maybe go to grad school have the financial backings for it you're gonna have a name that influence has the same amount of power as someone would have been in a royal family like 200 years yeah, ago, in my opinion absolutely because at this point yeah. the royal family is just as much of a figurehead as the kardashians yeah. are they don't do they don't do shit i'm sorry like yeah they do charity events yeah. they do fundraisers at the end of the day like what for though? they put their name and face on a plate on tissues they sell it makes money yeah same thing the kardashians do they just do with makeup palettes and yeah exactly swimwear it's just it's they're they're very they're i think they're more much more of an american standard and capitalistic standard and a modern standard yeah of which they utilize all the resources that they have in the modern times because yeah. i don't think the kardashians would have worked 50 years ago yeah. but they work exceptionally well now because of the time yeah. that we're in i think it's interesting too like so i watched i watched spencer the other night which um has gotten a lot of criticism like everyone was like Kristen stewart's performance was one note i would I would agree with that, but I would disagree with um, it being a bad thing necessarily. But I think that one thing that the film did very well was it highlighted the antiquities of the royal family's entire existence. Like the whole notion that they are respectable just because they've been here the longest, even if their traditions are outdated, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic, heteronormative, all of that shit. Like, I think it highlighted very well the notion that, yeah, these are incredibly powerful people, but at the end of the day, they're just upholding old notions that no longer fit our standard. But then, for example, you take the Kardashians, who are upholding new notions, which in many, many ways are just as toxic as the old ones except they're not deemed as respectable because it's not as quote-unquote classy it's the whole thing with new money and old money exactly and i absolutely hate there's nothing more i hate than people who care about like new money only it's like at the end of the day it's money money is money and it's it's just and it's been happening for it's a like century-long thing of old money versus new money it's like a we like the great gatsby that's the plot and this is right in the 20s and now someone like gatsby lived and maybe if he stayed rich he'd be considered old money it's interesting like that concept yeah always sticks and it's this idea of me of othering other people it's this thing that like the elites or really rich people or whatever the fuck they need to feel superior they like oh well you're rich but my grandfather and my my great great grandfather was rich too. Yeah. And we're historically generationally we rich. You're rich because oh, you're rich now. And it's this whole thing debate too. It also ties into East Coast versus West Coast too, which is so interesting. Because yeah. so much of the East Coast is associated with old money. It's the colonial time. Like it's all like there's a history. There's a very rich history with a mm-hmm. lot of the Northeast states and America in general. And then like California is very associated with the new. Like even with the Kardashians, like they're literally the embodiment their of west, west coast, coast money their west New coast money. sensibilities the way yeah. they talk the way they dress act their house the people that they even associate with like look at like their lifestyle and then another thing with the west coast is also like silicon valley and mm-hmm. technology and google and all these big you know name companies that have risen in the past 25 years and it's this really interesting dynamic if you re- and the kardashians are a great another great way to like look at that lens 
of like, no one thinks they're classy, but maybe in 50 years, someone's going to look, they're going to reflect back onto the Kardashians, be like, they're, you know, <laughs> not that. Oh, I wish I were Kim Kardashian. Yeah, especially with the good old times. <laughs> especially with how their family's going to be. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with the kids or if they're going to keep going like this, but knowing, yeah. like, at the end, and Kris Jenner is, you know, she's the fucking Kevin Feige of the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> she's Literally. orchestrating everything so it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna take over that matriarchal role it's probably gonna be kim because kim has seen yeah. so many of it. she's like i learned from my mom i respect her more than anyone so it's like really crazy to kind of yeah. see how it all plays out because they've managed to do it they managed to go from reality tv show stars which even now today are not deemed as real celebrities like you're yeah. not gonna see someone that was on like you're not gonna see someone on the desperate Housewives. love and hip-hop yeah go on <laughs> To, like, New York Fashion Week or, fa- or, like, you know, Paris or, you know, yeah. be on the cover of Vogue. But they somehow did it. Like, they somehow... Like, I forget all the time that they are reality TV show stars because that yeah, image same. is so not what I associate them. But they somehow managed to do it, and it's crazy. And a lot of it, again, it's really interesting, I think is also a little bit has to do with Kanye because some, I saw a meme. This is horrible. It was, like... If Kanye had never been associated with the Kardashian family, Kendall Jenner would be still modeling like Sherry Hill dresses. Literally, she would not. Though. She would not be walking for Louis Vuitton or yeah. like Stephen Mizell. Like she would not be having the career that she had. And it's so interesting, and like to see how like that was a a pinpoint in their family history of when things started to shift of them being taken seriously in fashion and yeah. business. No, actually, Isn't it yeah, crazy? yeah. Well, that ropes it all back together pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we went so ham. Yeah, we did <laughs> for not. For no reason. Oh, my when God. I, when I brought that hot take up, I thought it would be, like, a five-minute thing. Um, but instead, it took up the bulk of this podcast. So It's now just us. It's just us. Us tings. Shooting the shit. <laughs> um, so now we're going to get into our big three <clears throat> and our topic today. <laughs> Okay, we haven't planned a topic for today. Our topic was supposed to be... It was supposed like, to be the Kanye part, drama. Yeah. But that feels reductive. Now. We could do... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Which Heim sister are you? Like, I don't know. Like, Definitely Danielle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the mom. Shout out Haim. I love Haim. Um, anyways, okay. We're, l- let's take a break. We'll, we'll take come a break. Back word from our sponsor yeah that we don't have (laughs) shout out tampix (laughs) um we're gonna do big three kardashians because stay on trend on topic yeah also we watch it anytime we go through anything literally we're like we put on on valentine's day but i tried (laughs) to find a valentine's episode and i couldn't (laughs) find one so instead i put the one on where chloe handcuffs her mom to a mime if you haven't seen that one it's a treat very iconic Um, i would say uh, definitely also yeah I'm so, this show is great like honestly and the it's fact good entertainment the first half is good because it's them before they got famous like they're real they're sitting on like leather couches in a living room with carpet and then the yeah. later seasons i'm like kanye's announcing he's moving to chicago and, and you're like i'm in like a blank white house yeah <laughs> or it's like tristan thompson shit like everything you read in the news and then you see it oh, on it's there good. it's so good it's good don't be close-minded watch it i don't care i'm a very pretentious person i'll admit that and i fucking love the kardashians eat it up no it's one's so good. good enough for the kardashians fuck you yeah anyways 
I'm gonna start off with saying I think I'm a Courtney son. Okay. Maybe. Can you see that? I could see you as either as a Courtney son or a Kim son. Oh, Kim, that's that's interesting. I yeah. kind of like that because she's a bit shiny. Yeah. I don't think of myself as a shiny person. But I, I could see you that. being like a Courtney Moon though. I think you're very. I don't know why, but maybe it's because I think I'm have. a. No, I think I'm a Kim Moon because Kim's always crying. Oh yeah, Kim Moon, and I'd say you're like a. Maybe a, a Kendall a Rising. Kendall Rising. That's what I was going to say. That's what I'm say. thinking. A Kendall Rising and then a Courtney Sun. Yeah. That's, yeah. Courtney Sun, Kim Moon, Kendall Rising for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good combo. I'm not upset with that. I think it's solid. Yeah. Okay. Wh- what are you feeling? <laughs> I think I'm a Chloe Moon. <laughs> I, mean, like, I see that and I think I, that's a great thing. I think I'm a Chloe Moon. I'm. <laughs> Why can't. Why are there like only five of them? Now that I'm like actually going through the catalogs, but I the mean, c- there's Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's underrated I because think, I would do the same thing. Anyways, though, I think I'm like a. I think you're Kylie somewhere. Maybe a Kylie Rising. Kylie Rising. I see you as a Kylie Rising. Kylie Rising, and then I think that I'm a. A Kim Sun. Kim Sun. I don't know. I really resonate with her. I don't know. I, I thought you I, were a Chloe Sun. Kim Moon. No, Chloe Moon. Chloe Moon. Oh, sorry. She's. I, like, no, I think you're a Kim Sun too. Because Chloe's always going through some like emotional and Chloe shit. Moon. She like yeah. doesn't. She's just like all over the place. And no, then, I see that. And then Kim. I don't know why I resonate with her so much sometimes. Because I have nothing in common with her. It's just the fact that we both have the same birthday. She's just very much. Like, <laughs> she's just very. Birthday Libra. Twins do that. That's why I love Ringo Starr. No, you know? literally, she's <laughs> such a Libra. Kim Sun. Kim Sun, Chloe Moon, Chloe Moon, Kylie, Kylie Rising. Rising. I think that makes sense for us. Yeah, there you go. Big I three think we for nailed the Kardashians. And then, can you imagine we do like big three as like their friends, like because they have so many characters. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Siobhan. <laughs> food God. Um, there's like Larsa, there's <laughs> Addison Ray, <Addison>, Malika. Like <laughs> they have a really diverse friend, friend group. group. Not Tracy in actual diversity, but just in like where the fuck did you yeah. pick these Kim's people? Kim's publicist, up? Tracy. Yeah. Um, who are you as the kids? Like, <laughs> I'm a Mason Rising. Like, <laughs> hmm. I again, I really resonate with Wolfie. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he's the newest I kid you're on the block, but a North like sun i think i'm a north do you see the, like the her artwork and it's just like terrifying like it's so yeah. scary <laughs> no, she's like north drew this and she had covid and it's like a head <laughs> with like blood i'm like um that's so me that's so you like glamorous on the outside but something's fucked there's up some like the emo like the, it's the there's kanye s- it's, it's the kanye <laughs> in her yeah and that's the thing as much as i and trust me i meant every word as we know i am a diehard vehement taylor swift fan but yeah kanye's darkness it's in north and i think a, a little bit of it might be in me unfortunately yeah you're so. definitely a north sun yeah i could th- see a bit of a hmm. <laughs> the other kids penelope There's... somewhere you're I like think. a penelope rising yeah yeah and probably a dream moon, because once again, no one knows about her. Dream, yeah. She's gone. I'd say... That's what I want in I life. agree. I could see that. I'm definitely, like, a Mason rising. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have Mason in me. <laughs> like, a rain moon. Like, I don't know, like... Yeah. Wolfie rising. Wolfie rising. <laughs> 
unexpected. Yeah. A literal infant. Like, she's yeah. Fresh out of the womb. We keep calling him Wolfie and his name's Wolf. Like, it's the funniest. It's because she's going to call him Wolfie. Wolfie. It's going to take, like, three weeks yeah. before he's Wolfie. I love Kardashian lore. Like, they're pets. Like, Sushi and... Like, I did not know about their yeah, pets. Yeah, they, they, they have, like, their names are, like, Gabbana and... <laughs> I didn't even know they had pets. No, they do. There's Ew, so I just said that like Julia Fox. I didn't even know they had pets. <laughs> it's like, it's like. charms. <laughs> it's like tag yourself. Which stormy birthday party are you? Her first birthday? <laughs> Astro <or> World. <laughs> I'm the Astro World birthday. They're, they're all, they're, they're both Astro World. One or two. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm the first one with the giant. The head. Giant yeah. head. Yeah. Stormy. Yeah. Oh my no, gosh. I think it's so funny though. When I was when I was growing up, my mom would not let me watch the Kardashians because she thought they would corrupt me. So I did what any good kid would do and I watched them in secret. <laughs> and then she started to notice because I started to pick up on their ver- vernacular. <laughs> and now I see what she's getting at because we, yeah. we just spent like 15 minutes talking about them yeah. and I'm automatically like, Bible. <laughs> Bible. Oh, that's such great slang, though. Bible? <laughs> that's really good slang. I'm yeah. not even going to lie. I'm a Jewish atheist. You know, figure out what that means yourself. I don't even know. But yeah, I say Bible all I the time. I think it's so funny. They're like, Kim, Bible? <laughs> Bible? Jonathan told me this over Sweet Green the other day. Yeah, out of all of them, though, I think I love how Courtney speaks the most. She's like, she's always like, it's not my narrative. <laughs> I don't know what's the narrative in your mind, but you need to change it. See, though, like, Courtney literally went to USC. Like, didn't she? I think Rob went to USC and she went to Arizona. Oh, yeah, she went to Arizona. But either way, like, she's everything. She had so college cool. degrees, yeah. and now they're fucking... Yeah. I wonder how Courtney says Kim. It's Kim, and she goes, Kim... Kim... Kim <laughs> is just being so rude right now. <laughs> I literally don't even know why she would say that. Like, I don't want to be on this show anymore. It's like, bitch, you're still here, though. I'm a mother. (laughs) And I care about my kids. I don't want my children on this television program. It's like, okay, but you just signed on to the Disney Plus reboot. I know. So Kim and Courtney fighting over North and Penelope's birthday. Like, it's Candyland. There has to be candy. She's like, what well, doesn't fit my brand? And she's like, your brand? Then why are you wearing plastic sunglasses? Why are you wearing, why are you wearing a leather jacket? I really like... They're the so the funny. Day, I like watching that because I like thinking that someday my problems... And I'm sorry, because again, I know that we just went off on how Kim's problems are so prevalent like right now. Like they're real. But, but a also, lot of their issues are so trivial. And I would love to someday have yeah. my biggest concern be like oh i can't wear plastic sunglasses out in public yeah i want my biggest concern to be the fact that my my father is showing up to my victoria's secret fashion show debut like i'd love yeah that to be my conflict. why is that my issue instead is like my mom had to bribe me to get out of bed today sorry that was so real but but like either way i'm like what the fuck like how do i get to that point in my life where my biggest issue is like oh my god they only brought forty thousand balloons instead of fifty thousand for stormy this is world party this is why eat up the real housewives of beverly hills like their problems are literally like someone didn't invite someone to a party because they don't like them like that's it and then then they eat that happens on a daily basis here they wear like gowns they sit at a dinner that's overpriced and all they do they're just drinking wine and fighting 
and they're fighting about what i don't know because someone didn't invite someone's someone else to their daughter's graduation party like are you kidding me like and instead it's just me here drinking wine and fighting with myself yeah again <laughs> I so eat, sad yeah side this is such a sidetrack but yeah real housewives the best fight ever on television is them in amsterdam and it's kim <laughs> richards like going off at lisa rinna and then everyone just runs out of the restaurant I've never seen this. You're gonna... You haven't? No. You would love it. It's just them, like, throwing wine glasses at each other at a restaurant in I've Amsterdam. Been... It's not America. It's not even Beverly Hills. They're doing this in Europe. Like... Oh, my God. I've never... Again, I I know that I sound so culturally cultured from this podcast, but, like, growing up, my mom would not let me near this shit. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that it made me a better person for it. Like, I'm not dissing on my mom. I know she's listening to this right now. I think it's good that I didn't grow up watching Desperate Housewives. I also don't think there's anything bad with it, but I think that it it shaped me in a very specific way that I am proud of. But yeah, I do have some catching up to do on a lot of yeah, pop culture. My mom like ate all the reality TV shows up. She yeah. would watch the show with like Kendra Wilkinson, who used to be like a Playboy playmate, and like she'd watch it and I'd watch it with her, and I'd be <laughs> like, "This is so like for me." Like what? Like yeah. I'm like seven and on. Eat on E with my mom like no we grew up we grew up I had a granola household like we watched Survivor and the Amazing Race and ew. those are again those ill those Survivor are scares me I like the Amazing Race no okay I just saw the most yassified Survivor contestant <laughs> <laughs> of all time Go though back. <laughs> no like he was he was fully yassified like he was the best contestant I'm watching this season for him I haven't watched Survivor since I was like ten. But he was literally like, hey, guys, I'm Mark. <laughs> the Pinocchio? He's, like, no, like, Pinocchio, Yasified Pinocchio. Father, I want to see the world. <laughs> I have the whole world to see. The Yasification of straight media is what my are they favorite doing? thing in the entire like, history of doing? humanity. Like, I can't. Father, I want to see the world. <laughs> And he's literally, he's like, Survivor has been my favorite show. And I'm like, I'm rooting for you. You're going to be the winner. (laughs) But yeah, anyways. Yeah, I grew up completely granola. Like, oh my God. I grew up watching everything and anything. Like, my parents did not filter anything for me. They let me watch as much TV as I wanted, as much YouTube as I wanted. And I think it really, like, it it, it shaped shaped my development for sure. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to watch Disney Channel until I was nine. When my parents divorced and they gave up on controlling my media consumption. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to drink chocolate milk until I was, like, eight. And then I was allowed, like, one glass every once in a while. Like, I don't... Again, I respect it. I think I'm better off for it. However, I also think there's absolutely nothing wrong with how you were no i literally consumed everything and then when i was nine when i was nine i moved to china and i didn't have youtube or google or any social media or kids tv my parents refused to get me disney channel so that's when i had to like abruptly stop watching the content so i would Mm. literally that's when i started reading books (laughs) see i had the opposite approach yeah yeah i read books i mean i still read books but i read just voraciously until I was like nine and then my parents divorced and gave up and they were like fine fucking watch Hannah Montana and but yeah that's funny I was very upset the opposite I was very upset of all the finales I missed like good luck Charlie (laughs) Austin and Allie good luck no I didn't watch I didn't watch a finale for a lot of shows I think I only watched the finales for like iCarly 
and like Hannah Montana. I wasn't allowed to watch those shows. My mom and I used to watch iCarly together. My mom loved iCarly. Oh my God. She ate up the Dan Schneider show. No, my story with Hannah Montana is that, ew, I'm going to sound like a cunt here. When I was like seven, I spilled some popcorn on the dock at the boat yard <laughs> and I went to sweep it off and I got like a giant splinter in my finger and so my mom took me into the into the yacht club and was trying to pluck out the piece of the, like the giant piece of wood that was lodged <laughs> in my hand and she turned on Hannah Montana as a special treat to try to Girl. calm me down because I was never allowed to watch it before and I like it worked like I was literally like oh my god you're letting me watch Disney Channel and she's like literally it was lodged so deep in that they had to like cut it out with uh- a knife and I literally didn't even feel it because I just was like, oh my God, Billy Ray Cyrus, what's happening? She's doing a concert. Like I'd never, I was never allowed that's to watch That's the same vibe as like kid dentist office who have TVs on the ceiling. Yeah. Like that's what, like they're performing yeah. minor surgery on my middle finger. Uh, and I'm literally just like, whoa, she put the wig on. Now she's a different person. That's how this show works. Yeah. Like I had no clue. They wouldn't let me near it. Damn. And again, I, I'm not complaining. Like. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's so funny because I think that sometimes I talk like I was raised on this shit and I was not allowed within a 10 foot radius of it for so long in my life. I don't know. I don't know why this just triggered a memory in my brain. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I don't know if I've told a lot of people here, but I used to wear headgear. <laughs> no, you have. Yeah, yeah, I did, right? And I remember, like, just sitting at the orthodontist office, and it was, like, an adult one, and I, there was no and there was no media, no nothing. I just had to sit in the chair. And then when I was... And then my cousins would go to the dentist, and they had fucking TVs on their ceilings. So they are watching Finding Nemo, getting their shit done. And I was like, what about me? And my parents were like, Carrie. <laughs> you're getting put in headgear. They're like, Carrie, it's, it's fine. They're like, Carrie, like, you're, you're grown up. I'm like, I'm, I'm nine. <laughs> I need like entertainment. Like I can't just sit and stare at the ceiling. I say so. This is, um, I feel like this might offend you a little bit. I'm sorry, but mom and I were watching Ten Things I Hate About You. Or no, no. Oh, I was watching it with you. Yeah, it was. It was sixteen candles. Yeah. And when Joan Cusack popped her headgear, I was like, that's Carrie. That was me. I had headgear. I didn't go to sleepovers for a year because I only had to work to go to sleep and I couldn't sleep. I don't even know. It was such a deep memory in my brain. Anyways, don't be born with an underbite. It's not cute (laughs) and it's really expensive. I broke the metal hooks in my mouth and we had to do it. I had to do it for longer and it cost double the, it cost the same amount. So my my parents, for the price of two. For one child. <laughs> For the price of two children, you can get one child. Yeah. I almost, with a functional jaw. Yeah, I went to the... Ortho- I had fuck teeth. And then once my underbite was fixed, all four front teeth decided to grow in different directions. And there go, she needs braces. And I was like... See, okay, this is... Again, this is gonna sound horrible for me up front. But growing up, they always were like, wow, you have perfect teeth. Like, you're not gonna need anything. And then when I got to 15... And sorry to the audience, Carrie can see this, you guys obviously can't, but they <laughs> did an investigation and noticed that this tooth here, like, gonna, one of my first four teeth is a tiny bit crooked, and they were like, you're gonna need braces. Uh, and I was like, over my dead fucking body, will you give me teeth at 15 years old? I'm not going through high school with, will you give me teeth? Will you give me braces? Yeah. I'm not going through high school with braces on. Yeah. Like, and sorry to anyone who's 
going through high school with braces on, but it was unnecessary for me. Like it was one tooth and I was like, and again, no offense to the Brits, but I was like, the queen of England doesn't have teeth as nice as mine. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not getting braces. My That's friend- expensive. It's long-term. It's going to make me feel weird for the rest of my entire high school career. And my, so, yeah. My friend got braces up and down at 15. Mm. It was rough. And my other friend had yeah. braces up and down all throughout middle school. And she had to wear rubber bands that went diagonal across her teeth. Because she had to fix every... It was... Fu- like, we all, had, we all had, like, fuck teeth. It's just I fixed mine in, like, third grade. By the time I entered third grade, my teeth were fine. No, I got super lucky. Like, again, no, I have did. one tooth that's slightly crooked. But... It's not even, like, noticeable. Yeah. Where are all my underbite bitches at? I need <laughs> to find this community. Like, I need to, like, let's, like, have a moment. I don't know anyone else that was really born with one. Let's, like, band together. And I need to find my girls who are naturally perfect right. and rejected dental surgery <laughs> because it would have impacted their odds of <laughs> dating the captain of the lacrosse team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think this is a very solid episode. I think so. I'm glad we that we finally... It, so. Yeah. I don't know if... Good. If the audience thinks it was solid, but at <laughs> the end of the day, we ripped the band-aid off and now we'll be producing more content. Yeah, so, so anyways, as yeah. we always say, do better. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed Do Better every day, especially on the Lord's Day. Yeah, and stay smart, stay sexy, and mm-hmm. stay informed. And, um, you know, watch the Kardashians, but with a grain of salt. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. Anyways, bye. Bye.